dream A song to sing To help me call With anything If you see the wonder Of a fairy tale You can take the future even if you fail, 13. I believe in angels, something good in everything, everything I, I see. see. I believe in angels, when I know the time is right for me, across the stream, I have a dream. I have a dream, a fantasy to help me through reality. And my destination makes it worth the while, pushing through the darkness. Still another mile I believe in angels Something good in everything I see I believe in angels When I know the time is right for me Across the street I have a dream I have a dream, a song to sing, to help me cope with anything. If you see the wonder of a fairy tale, you can take the future. I have a dream. Good morning. My name is Jay Joyner, and I'm honored to serve on your board of directors. Uh, welcome to our mo uh, Sunday morning service. Our services are at 9.30 and 11.30 a.m. Central Time, and we live stream at 9.30 a.m., and we welcome our live stream audience this morning. Watch our services anytime on demand and on our website or on YouTube. This afternoon, join Reverend Phil Smedstad for the birth of Christ within. The birth of the Christ in us is both a learning and an unlearning. It is learning to accept and then express our divine qualities. It is also an unlearning of any of the limiting beliefs we learned or accepted in our younger years. 
through lecture, discussion, and gentle exercises, you will have the opportunity to experience the inner birth of Christ in four different ways. Divine love and divine power of creation this afternoon, and divine guidance and divine aliveness next Sunday afternoon. A new book club is forming, Active Hope, How to Face the Mess We Are In with Unexpected Resilience and Creative Power. This will begin this Tuesday. It was postponed from last week due to the weather. Join Cassidy Meeks for this five-week book club. Instead of going into hopelessness, separation, and scarcity thinking and staying there, we are inviting the practices of pro and processes to discover and grow what is ours to do and come away with a shared sense of hope and a greater sense of purpose to meet these times with positive focused action. Other upcoming events include the Board of Trustees is meeting on the 23rd. If you would like to participate in the dialogue in the love portion, please sign up in the garden court. The men's group meets on Tuesday the 24th. Writing into Light, a five-week class by Wendy, Wendy Brown Baez, begins on January 30th. An introductory workshop will be on Sunday the 29th. The Women of Unity gather on February 4th to make Valentine's Day cards. Do you want to get married or renew your vows on Valentine's Day? Our ministers are offering a complimentary wedding and vow renewal ceremony on February 14th. Make an appointment with the office and bring your partner. A marriage license will be required for weddings. Prosperity Plus Two, a 10-week prosperity course will begin in mid-February with two options, Thursday mornings with Karen Ani via Zoom and Tuesday evenings in person with Reverend Pat and Reverend Tony. Our 2023 annual meeting will be on Sunday, February 19th at 1 p.m. All are welcome to participate in person or via live stream with live chat. Details for these and all of our upcoming events and activities are in your bulletin, on the church website, Facebook, and our weekly e-newsletters. You can also email or call the church office. And now, please welcome Reverend Kevin for our opening prayer. Please join me in prayer. I invite you just to take a deep breath. Deep breath and become present to right now, inviting you to breathe in a sense of gratitude, gratitude for the gift of life, gratitude for the gift of this day, gratitude for this spiritual community. We open our hearts and minds to an expanded sense of possibility and hope the possibility of our visions and dreams being made manifest. Today we honor Martin Luther King Jr. and we celebrate the legacy, we celebrate his legacy and his vision for all of humanity. A vision where freedom, justice, equity, and peace 
reign supreme. We align with his deep sense of faith in spirit. We align with his deep conviction and passion for improving the human condition. And we align with his deep knowing of unity and oneness. That we are all indeed deeply interconnected and interdependent. We once again commit ourselves and firmly stand in a vision of a world transformed. Transformed through love, through peace, and through compassion. And so it is, and so we say thank you, thank you, God. Amen. I think this day deserves to be celebrated. Please stand as you choose for our opening song, Witness.
Good to have you with us today. And welcome. Welcome to you all today. Welcome to those coming in on live stream. We feel your presence. We feel your presence. You want to turn around and tell them hi? Yeah, turn around and wave at them. Hi. Um, Reverend Pat, while we saw him on TV, he's not here. <laughs> Reverend Pat and Eddie are on a well-deserved vacation. I don't know where they are. <laughs> they don't want us to know where they are. <laughs> and we are just really, really praying that they are having a wonderful, restful, and restoring time. And we'll see them back when they get back. So, In the meantime, it is, it is for us to hold this together and to come together and be in, with each other in support during these times. I welcome you here. I'm so glad you're here, and I'm glad that we are who we are. Unity Minneapolis is loving and transforming and welcoming and spirit-filled and prosperous, but most of all, we're welcoming. Most of all, we're welcoming, and that feels so very good. So I'm going to check and see if we have any visitors today. For those of you online, if you're visiting Please take a moment and fill out, check, uh, check the card and fill that out and send it to us. It's electronic, so we'll know who you are. But if you're here in the sanctuary and you are visiting us for the first time or it may feel like it's the first time, I'm asking you to just raise your hand. Come on, raise your hand. Are we all? Well, there you go. All right. The packet that you're being given has some information about us. There's a card in there, and if you would fill it out um, and get, turn it into the usher, somebody will, will give you a call, and we also probably have a gift for you. The rose is for those of us in here to recognize you and make sure that we give you that warm welcome. So we're glad you're here. Anybody else? Yes, back there. Good to have you here again. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome. Unity is that place where we learn how to be Christians on a practical level. How to do it on a day-to-day -day basis. How to take the principles that Jesus taught and that we have expanded on. Uh, not expanded on, that's not the right word. That we have in fact taken deeper, moved it into our world today and seen how it's applied. And that's what we do here at Unity. Practical Christianity. So it's fun. It also is prayerful. And for some of us in the room who are, in fact, Vikings fans, 
probably some prayer today. Just, yes, yes. And for those of us who were 49ers fans, prayers of thanksgiving and gratitude. Anyway, enough of that. Let us say together our mission statement. Let us reaffirm it for ourselves today. Our mission statement is in your order of service, and so together we are a vibrant, inclusive, prosperous spiritual community inspiring and empowering full expression of the divine within through prayer, education, and service. And so we are, and so it is. And now, reading of the Daily Word. Thank you, Robin. We now move deeper into spirit with the reading of the Daily Word. You are invited to mentally add your prayers to our prayer box. After the service, the prayer box is located in the garden court where you may add your written requests. You may also submit an online prayer request via our website. Your prayers are prayed with by our prayer ministry for seven days, and then they are forwarded to Silent Unity where, where they are prayed with for an additional 30 days. The word for today, Sunday, January 15th, 2023 is world peace, and we affirm, I rest my heart in the peace of God. Around the world, so many souls are joining me in my prayer for peace. While the news may give more, more attention to points of conflict, there is a striving and yearning in the human heart for peace. My prayer supports that desire and strengthens the bonds of love that lead to greater harmony. I begin my affirmation of world peace with a soft and open heart. I am comforted as I realize the advances the world's people have made over the generations to live together harmoniously. I make an effort to live a more peaceful life and bridge the gaps of understanding between myself and those around me. I focus my attention on our shared desire, a peaceful world of cooperation and goodwill. This is my heartfelt prayer. And from Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Those of steadfast mind you keep in peace, in peace because they trust in you. We affirm, I rest my heart in the peace of God. The word for today is world peace. Please join us in singing our meditation hymn, Surely the Presence.
Surely the presence of God is in this place, for there is no place that God is not. Please join me in a time of quiet reflection and meditation. I invite you to take a couple of deep and relaxing breaths, closing your eyes if you're comfortable, and feel yourself going within. Set aside any thoughts or things or feelings that inhibit you from simply being still and at peace. Take another couple of deep breaths. See yourself breathing deeply into your heart space. Allow yourself to surrender to right now just as the snow gives way to the light and power of the sun, easily and gently melting and transforming. Let go and feel a sense of peace, contentment, and gratitude gently consuming your body, mind, and spirit. Find that stillness within and feel deeply your heart and mind resting in the peace of God. Feel a deep sense of oneness with all that is. Feel that permeate your entire being. Open your heart as I share these words from Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. We are caught in an unescapable network of mutuality tied to a single garment of destiny. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. There are some things in our social system to which all of us ought to be maladjusted. Hatred and bitterness can never cure the disease of fear. Only love can do that. We must evolve for all human conflict a method which rejects revenge, aggression, and retaliation. The foundation of such a method is love. Before it is too late, we must narrow the gaping chasm between our proclamations of peace and our lowly deeds which precipitate and perpetuate war. One day we must come to see that peace is not merely a distant goal that we seek, but a means by which we arrive at that goal. We must pursue peaceful ends through peaceful means. We shall 
hew out of the mountain of despair a stone of hope. You know, take some time to reflect and to simply rest, resting in the quiet, in the stillness, in the silence. invite you to gently return return to this time this place yet returning with a deeper sense of peace a deeper sense of hope and a deeper sense of conviction in the need to take loving action also knowing with certainty that peace begins from within. And yet, we are called to act in order to create a world where freedom, justice, equity, and peace reign supreme. And so it is. No matter how your heart is grieving, if you keep on believing the dreams that you wish will come true,
a star makes no difference who you are anything your heart desires will come to you If your heart is in your dreams, no request is too extreme. When you wish upon a star as dreamers, is kind she brings to those who love the sweet fulfillment of their secret love She brings to those who love the sweet fulfillment of their secret longing like a bowl out of the blue fate steps in and see 
Love that song, and you do it so beautifully. Thank you. Thank you. Today, which is actually the second Sunday and third Sunday in January, right? Yeah, first was the first. The third Sunday in January, we actually are beginning to focus on our theme for the month. Now, the first Sunday, we let go of some stuff. The second Sunday, we claimed some stuff. And this month, this year, our theme is committing to your dreams. And this month, our theme is pulled by a vision. And so we've let it go. We've claimed some new. And now it's time for us to begin to commit <laughs> and to really understand dreams, and it's when I, as I was working through this this week, I discovered that we use often the term dream, word dream, and vision almost interchangeably. Have you noticed? We use that almost interchangeably. And yet, if you look, if you look at the dictionary, which is one of my things, dreams have to do with the personal, the inner, a, a like um, a whiff of clouds, a wisp of cloud that we hold and we see. The vision is the greater picture and how that dream fills the vision. So we're now committing to our dreams. What are your dreams? What do you dream? What is the dream that you hold? Hmm. Is it a small dream? Is it a big dream that really is a vision? Or does it go back and forth? Today we're going to be talking about vision and dream because we're using that term pulled by a vision. And I started Googling, where does that come from? Because number one, it's part of, it's a two-part quote. Pushed by pain, pulled by a vision. It's most often attributed to Michael Beckwith, Reverend Michael Beckwith. But in fact, Ralph Waldo Emerson said something much earlier than Michael Beckwith said it, and he said it slightly differently. Don't be pushed by your problems. Be led by your dreams. Don't be pushed by your problems. Be led by your dreams. Now, both of them I like very much. 
They say it in different ways. Steve Jobs had his version of it, and then Michael Beckwith, who is most often uh, quoted with the pushed by pain and pulled by vision. And I found as I was looking, doing my research, that it's pretty easy to find out what your problems are. Have you noticed? I mean, we could probably make a list right here, each one of us, and have some of the same and some different problems. How many of us, though, could make a list of our dream, could really describe that dream? And if you can, that's awesome. And one of the first steps is to do that. As I was also doing my research, I came upon an article written by Reverend Jesse Jennings. He is a CSL minister. Um, He used to be in Texas. I'm not quite sure where he is these days. But he wrote an article in Science of Mind called Living Up to the Moment. And you know how sometimes you find something that somebody writes and you go, yeah, that's exactly, that's right, exactly, that's what I mean, that's what I'm saying. And I couldn't have said it that well. Well, I found that article. And I want to share with you some of his words first about the problems. And he says this. He said, the climate is changing or has changed. And nobody fixes that with one stroke of a pen. The pandemic continues to morph. Systemic racism, homophobia, transphobia are all being called out now and discussed, maybe as never before. The whole, nation, the whole notion that there is one right, right way to express our humanity is finally unraveling. Diversity is, showing, is shown not to be one group inviting select members of another group to... I lost my place... To, um, don't you hate it when that happens? Especially when you're standing in front of a camera and everybody's sitting in the room. <sighs> okay, let's try that again. Um, diversity is shown not to be one group inviting select members of another to evolve into peer status, but as our natural state in which everyone belongs from the beginning. We are waking to... Uh, waking up to normal, no longer being one racial, ethnic, sexual, gender-identified, able, or any other metric. Diversity is human. Eventually, we will realize that all non-human species share in our life, too, beyond winding up as dinner. The whole earth breathes and pulses in its own planetary normalcy. Beautiful statement of some of the issues and the problems that we are discussing. And he comments, he says that these multiple issues are presenting themselves now to be healed, to be exorcised, and to be healed. It's happening now. We're here now, and guess what that means? We're the ones we've been waiting for. That's one of those that we've said. We are equipped to do it. We are equipped. We are here and we are equipped 
to be the healers of these issues in our world. He continues by saying, facing facts is not unspiritual. Can I repeat that? Facing facts is not unspiritual. It is the description of the place where we stand in the moment. Nor is it pleasantry to say, no man is an island. No woman is an island. No one is an island. It is not pleasantry to say that anyone else's suffering diminishes mine. These are truths. If we choose to claim oneness as a spiritual value, then here are the others that we are one with, sharing their stories and their dreams. Oneness with some people is not oneness. Let me say that again. Oneness with some people is not oneness. Regrets, having fewer regrets is not a clear conscience. No one can thrive for long when benefiting from the misery of others. And neither can a society. And I finished reading that and I went, well, great. And then he continues. He said, and that's why I have hope. I had to think about that one for a bit. He said, the fact that we can articulate the problems means that we are aware of what our issues are. And when we are aware of the issues, the first reason for hope is that we're aware. The first thing you have to do if you want to solve a problem is recognize you've got a problem. And today, in this time, and in this place, with this group on this planet, we are beginning to really become aware that things aren't okay. That there are needs that must be filled. There are systems that must be fixed, replaced. There are conscious awarenesses that must be shifted. So one reason for hope, the first one, is that we are aware of what the issues are today. The second one, he said, is that we are in community, the beloved community. We see each other, not just look at each other. We see each other for what we truly are, unique divine expressions of God. Each and every one of us. We see each other. And in seeing each other, we love. And we are loved in return, both individually and as a community. This community, the larger communities we're beginning, and we're not isolated little pockets of awareness. One of the amazing things that technology has done has allowed me to know what is going on across the country and around the world just like that. It also has allowed me to learn all kinds of 
interesting things uh, uh, that aren't true. But it also allows me to, fi to find like souls and to connect with like consciousness and to know when things aren't good, when things aren't happening in alignment with principle, it has built a larger and stronger community. And so there's hope in that. There's hope in that. And the third one he calls cosmic. Because he says we have, we have the wind. I love the way he says this. The wind of spiritual evolution at our back. It's just a beautiful phrase. And then you have to figure out what it means. It's a beautiful phrase. We have spiritual evolution. Of course, there starts, when I think about that, I think about, first off, there's the principle, there are the messages that Jesus has taught us. Love God, love yourself, and love your neighbor as you. Number one, don't judge by appearance. We are all one in the Father. Foundational understanding of oneness. I was reading um, on a site called Truth Unity, and if you have not found Truth Unity, I would encourage you to look it up. It's all kinds of wonderful material from the founders. Talks from Charles, letters from Myrtle, books speaking by teachers. Often Reverend Pat talks about Ed Rabel. You will find his classes online. But I found this thing, and of course I found it once, read it, and then when I tried to get back to it, because I didn't save it the first time, I couldn't find it again. So I'm doing this from memory, which is usually pretty good, unless I can't remember where I put my phone. But in that, Charles was writing or speaking, and I'm not sure which, in the 30s, probably I think it was in 1931, 32. And he had been asked, well, if God is all-powerful, why can't God stop war? And I don't know how many of you have also had that question sometimes in your life. Why can't God do this? Charles' answer was, it's not God's job. It's ours. It's our job, and I'm paraphrasing, it's our job to stop. It's our job to see principle in all situations, to see divinity in all individuals, and to take action that will allow us to find the commonality, the oneness, and work through it without violence. That is why we're here, is to create that in ourselves. And once we do that, it manifests in our world because it is the dream and the vision. And then there's Gandhi, who's one of my favorites. And Gandhi makes a couple of statements I'd like to share with you about, and he's obviously in nonviolence, Principle, the basic principle on which the practice of nonviolence rests is that what holds good in respect of oneself equally applies to the whole universe. All 
mankind, in essence, are alike. What is therefore possible for me is possible for everybody. And then he continues, I do dimly perceive that whilst everything around me is ever-changing, ever-dying, there is underlying all that change a living power that is changeless, that holds all together, that creates, dissolves, and recreates. This informing power or spirit is God. And since nothing else that I see merely through the senses can or will persist, God alone is. And is this power benevolent or malevolent? I see it purely benevolent. For I can see that in the midst of death, life persists. In the midst of untruth, truth persists. And in the midst of darkness, light persists. Hence, I gather that God is life, truth, and light. And God is love. And then there is also Martin Luther King, Jr. Thank you, Reverend Kevin, for sharing that. That's part of, if I'm not mistaken, coming out of his essay on World House. Martin Luther King uh, was called an Old Testament prophet by Rabbi Abraham Heschel 10 days before he was assassinated. Do you realize <clears throat> that that's been 55 years ago? 55 years ago he was assassinated. Seems like it was just yesterday. Of course, that could be my age. But when I look at, when I look at his life, and his teachings, and the way he lived his life. <clears throat> I sometimes am shamed for a little bit on how I've lived my own and where I have stood up or not stood up, taken a stand or not taken a stand, because it might have been inconvenient. Somebody might have thought, Poorly of me because they didn't believe that way. And then I remember him and his dreams, and I have a dream. I'm going to close today with his words. It's from the same essay, Towards the End. And for me, it's been a powerful one. I'm in when I was in Frederick. We would celebrate the season for nonviolence. We did it probably for 10 out of the 19 years I was there. This reading was always there. Because for me, it sums up who he was and who we are and the situation that we find ourselves in today as healers, as individuals who clean out the wounds and bring healing energy. So bear with me now. As I share with you the words of Dr. Martin Luther King. These are revolutionary times, and remembering he wrote this 55, 56, 60 years ago. These are revolutionary times. All over the globe, men are revolting against old systems of exploitation and oppression. And out of the wombs of a frail world, 
New systems of justice and equality are being born. The shirtless and barefoot people of the earth are rising up as never before. People who sat in darkness have seen a great light. We in the West must support these revolutions. It is a sad fact that because of comfort, complacency, and a morbid fear of communism, and I would suggest that as he says communism, we might want to input there terrorism and our proneness to adjust to injustice, the Western nations that initiate so much of the revolutionary spirit of the modern world have now become the arch anti-revolutionaries. This has driven many to feel that only Marxism has the revolutionary spirit. Communism is a judgment on our failure to make democracy real and to follow through on the revolutions that we initiate. Our only hope today lies in our ability to recapture the revolutionary spirit and go out into a sometime hostile world declaring eternal optimism to declaring eternal opposition to poverty, racism, and material, um, militarism. With this powerful commitment, we shall boldly challenge the status quo and unjust mores, and thereby speed the day when every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places plain. A genuine revolution of values means in the final analysis that our loyalties must become ecumenical rather than sectional. Every nation must now develop an overriding loyalty to humankind as a whole, in order to preserve the best in their individual societies. This, is, this call for a worldwide fellowship that lifts neighborly concerns above, above one's race, tribe, class, and nation is in reality a call for an all-embracing and unconditional love for all. This often misunderstood and misinterpreted concept is now become an absolute necessity for the survival of humankind. When I speak of love, I am speaking of the force which all the great religions have seen as the supreme unifying principle of life. Love is the key that unlocks the door which leads to ultimate reality. This Hindu, Muslim, Christian, Jewish, Buddhist belief about ultimate reality is beautifully summed up in the first epistle of St. John. Let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Let us hope that this spirit will become the order of the day. We can no longer afford to worship the God of hate or bow before the altar of retaliation. The oceans of history are made turbulent by the ever-rising tides of hate. History is cluttered with the wreckage of nations and individuals who pursued this self-defeating path of hate. 
As Arnold Toynbee once said in a speech, love is the ultimate force that makes for the saving choice of life and good against the damning choice of death and evil. Therefore, the first hope in our inventory must be the hope that love is going to have the last word. We are now faced with the fact that tomorrow is today. We are confronted with the fierce urgency of now. In this unfolding conundrum of life and history, there is such a thing as being too late. Procrastination is still the thief of time. Life often leaves us standing bare, naked, and dejected with a lost opportunity. The affair, the tide in the affairs of men does not remain at the flood. It ebbs. We may cry out desperately for time to, to pause in her passage, but time is deaf to every plea and rushes on. Over the bleached bones and tumbled residue of numerous civilizations are written the pathetic words, too late. There is an invisible book of life that faithfully records our vigilance or our ne neglect. The moving finger writes and having writ moves on. We still have a choice today. Nonviolent coexistence or violent co-annihilation. This may well be mankind's last chance to choose between chaos and community. Harsh words. True words. Still applicable today as they were 55 years ago. And at the bottom of all of it is love and the hope and the dream that we will, in fact, commit to that dream and be pulled by that vision rather than getting stuck in the problem. We're the ones called to do it today. Our community, our beloved community. And so let us now be pulled by that vision. Let us find the next steps, the new words. Let us see each other as we truly are, regardless of the color of our skin the religion that we follow, the gender identification, our sexual orientation, our ability, for we are all unique manifestations of God. Praise be. Thank you, God.
If you can see it, then you start to feel it. The next thing you know, you believe, and that's where dreams begin to come true. Take control, 
turn our dreams into reality. You know, if sin is believing, then let the dreaming begin. You know that we can change this world, but first you're gonna have to dream. Everybody dream, turn our dreams into reality. Oh, dream, everybody dream, turn our dreams into reality. I want you to dream of peace on earth, of an end to hunger, of a healthy baby. Everybody dream, turn our dreams into reality. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes. Absolutely. I think you get the message. It's about the dream. It's about the dream. And I just want to remind us all as we prepare now to return that gift uh, to Unity Minneapolis to make that donation that our mission statement is centered in spirit. We celebrate a world transformed by love, peace, and compassion. It is that time now for returning to Unity Minneapolis, part of our own prosperity. You can do this in a number of ways. Our offering baskets are here and they'll be coming through. Um, online giving at unityminneapolis.org slash donate. There's a QR code everywhere. <laughs> you can use the QR code either on your, on your order of service or in the card. There's some outside. Um, checks work. Um, Venmo and PayPal are also available. The method is, is, there are methods. The key is the intention, the understanding of the giving and the receiving and the flow. And so I ask you now to take that. I'm going to ask our ushers to come down. And as they do so, bring into your mind or into your hand that gift that you give, that donation that you're making. And let us hold that, blessing it, as we say together our offertory blessing. Divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. And so it is.
if you would step up, yeah, just step right there for a minute. I've got to ask um, Patty and Dick Kniz if they would come, and Reverend Kevin, if you would come up. Got it? <laughs> okay. These offerings have been given. Thank you. Patty has something that she would like to share with us today. Good morning. Yeah, you got it. Yes. My name is Patty Kinez, and this is my husband, Dick. And now I know why Reverend Pat picked this day for us to do this, because we're going to talk about a dream. <laughs> yes, we are. So back in the 80s, we lived in Maple Grove, and this was the first Unity Church we came to. Um, Reverend Jim Fisher was the minister then. We then moved to. That's okay. You got it. Yeah, okay. I got it. Right. <laughs> we then moved to Eau Claire, Wisconsin, in the late '80s, joining a study group there, who had a dream of starting a church, wanting something more for our children. We were about ten couples plus other individuals. People thought we were crazy, and sometimes I did too. Start a church? But Unity stepped in to help us. We went from being in someone's basement to a pole barn, then to a storefront. With the help of recorded service tapes from Unity Minneapolis, yes, they used to just record videotapes, and we played those on Sundays but also licensed teachers Nancy Little and Wayne Murphy came, <clears throat> excuse me, came over to teach classes and to do Sunday services, and we began to grow. And the dream continued to envisioning building our own building. We were now about 50 plus, not very many, and had our first minister, Reverend Catherine Brenson, from California. Now, she was part of the miracle because she came on a whim. Spirit led her when she saw an ad for a minister. She just packed up and came to wintry Wisconsin <laughs> in the middle of winter. Well, it was a pretty sure that she was called, being called there to help us build a church. But she did return to California after five years. <laughs> With financial help from Minneapolis Unity Churches, we met our dream. Actually, Reverend Festus from Woodbury spearheaded the whole financial part of it. Unity Eau Claire would not be there today without the great and loving support they received from this church and others. It was a miracle with very dedicated members finding and clearing land, hiring contractors, and even building rock walls by hand to create a wedding mm. garden. Our daughter Kristen designed that garden and was married there. Unity Eau Claire opened its doors in the fall of 1996 on four-plus acres of land, a beautiful center with inspiring energy. It truly was an endeavor by many, with lots of seemingly spiritual miracles <laughs> along the way. 
Unity Minneapolis was certainly instrumental in making this dream a success. The members of Unity Eau Claire are eternally grateful for the role this church played in their development and wish now to present this check for your all-in-one campaign, your dream. Thank you for helping make their dream come true. Mm. Yes. And so now let us bless these gifts. And so we say, thank you, God. Thank you for the love, for the spiritually led vision, for each individual here in Eau Claire and around our world who has contributed to this vision. We give thanks for these gifts, those gifts that come via mail in our constant giving, consistent giving program. In all of these gifts, we say thank you, God. And let us use them wisely with love to spread that word of love, compassion, and peace. And so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you very much, Patty and Dick. And thank Eau Claire. And thank Eau Claire. You're up. I'd like to invite our prayer chaplains who are in the sanctuary to please stand and just be acknowledged here. They arrived early to hold sacred space. They're here to listen to you and pray with you if you choose. Also, if you're streaming with us, we have live chaplains ready to pray with you if you so are inclined. And those, uh, the, the number is on your screen right now. So thank you and please be seated. Do we have children? Do we have Checking children? On Let's see. Yes. <laughs> Come on <children>. down. <laughs> that anticipation. Hide in the light, in the light. We are walking in the light, in the light of God. In the light, 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 in the light of God. We are walking in the delighted to have these youngins with us today and these wonderful volunteers and we have our full program at 11:30. so today we are starting a sacred spaces series so we have our big labyrinth set up in the Fillmore room for our kids to learn about the labyrinth we're going to make our own and then our Uniteens and YOU are starting a new series as well on fair play so we're going to be talking about the mental models we make and how that affects our lives so we hope that you'll join us for that and happy Sunday Thank you, Cassidy. All right. I would invite you to join us for our uh, prayer for protection and our peace song. And when we sing our peace song, I really invite you to feel into that and just picture our world wrapped in this place of Amen. peace and love and compassion. So, the light, light of, God of God surrounds, surrounds us. us. I, I am light. light. The love, love of God, God enfolds us. us. I, I am, am love. love. 
the power of God protects us. I am power. The presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever we are, God is. I am divine and all is well. If I sang out a tune, would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song And I'll try not to sing out a key Yeah, I get by with a little help from my friends mm, I get high with a little help from my friends Yeah, I'm gonna try with a little help from my friends What do I do when my love is away? Does it worry you to be alone? How do I feel by the end of the day? Are you sad because you're on your own? Yeah, I get by with little help from my friends. Mm, I get high with little help from my friends. Mm, I'm gonna try with little help from my friends. Do you need anybody? I need somebody to love Could it be anybody? I want somebody to love Would you believe in a love at first sight? Yes, I'm certain that it happens all the time What do you see when you turn off the light? I can't tell you, but I know it's mine Yeah, yeah, I get by with a little help from my friends I get high with a little help from my friends. I'm gonna try with a little help from my friends. Bridge, do you need anybody? I need someone to love. Could it be anybody? I want somebody to love. Yeah, I get by with a little help from my friends. I'm gonna try with a little help from my friends. Ooh, I get by with a little help from my friends. Yeah, I get by with a little help from my friend. With a little help from my friends.